Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury. And today, a very special guest, uh, Dr. Zoe Black, a resident sports psychologist, uh, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, Today's topic, and for the next few episodes, uh, we're going to be asking Zoe some questions about bigger kind of hand wavy topics in sports psychology that might not have the most obvious definitive answers and we're just going to ask her to explain very complicated things extremely simply which you know is always fun how are we doing zoe morning i'm good thank you and i'm pleased that you've you've kind of given that introduction but i'm gonna try my best explain complicated things simply Perfect. So our first topic up for today in an almost cryptic note that I sent you is what is mindfulness? We hear that word chucked around a lot. It's a lot of people post about it on Instagram. You see it on a lot of... I feel like it's entered the public space a lot as people have started to chat more openly about mental health and mental well-being. And you see the word mindfulness thrown around a lot. But what does it actually kind of refer to? Well, you see it in the kind of public domain a lot more now. And that a lot of people still associate it with kind of meditating and um, the guru wishy-washy thing, which is absolutely not at all. And whilst it did kind of come from Buddhist um sure mindfulness is actually just about being non-judgmental present moment aware of the, the catchphrase non-judgmental present moment awareness so what what does that really mean it is about being able to notice our thoughts and our surroundings and how our body feels without labeling things as good or bad so it is about me noticing the sky is grey today and that there is, you know, rainfall sky and not in to the weather is so bad today. Or in my body noticing that, you know, my heart is racing this morning and actually my stomach is different from usual. That is not necessarily a bad thing, but just noticing what is going on for us. Aware, being conscious and not labelling it. What was the, um, I'm really sorry, what was the strapline thing we we had at the start? I I was busy paying attention. I I kind of forgot it. It was the the present present moment awareness. Non-judgmental present moment awareness. Well, I'm 100% stealing that. And essentially that is all it is and so whilst people associate mindfulness with meditating and, and breathing mm-hmm. we can do anything mindfully so a lot of the really good kind of apps and things out there that are pushing mindfulness actually might encourage you to go for like a mindful walk and really take in and notice your surroundings notice how your feet are making contact with the ground notice what you smell really engage in your senses with again without that this is good this is bad just ignore what is 
breathing is, is is helpful and is one of the kind of most helpful tools because it is you know a constant all the time and we find our brains wandering off onto other things or starting to label you know the rain falling from the sky oh it's so miserable mm-hmm. we can always kind of bring ourselves back to noticing our breath so quite often that's where kind of mindfulness strategies and things start um, always have with you that you can always really tune into and pay attention to you know noticing your 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 stomach rising and falling and the inhale and the exhale that's so, why I think the two things get branded together. Ah, uh, okay. I, I was going to ask, why do you think breathing seems to be a fairly common thread between a lot of these? Um, yeah, a lot of these kind of strategies, maybe, if you call them that. Definitely. Like, when we pay attention to our breathing, it can kind of help us regulate how we're feeling. Um, so you put being consciously aware of how we're breathing into practice and you're you're probably going to notice you're feeling more relaxed which is obviously helpful which makes the association with mindfulness quite nice um and it also just gives us that constant to kind of ground ourselves. um that makes sense interesting the um, oh, what was my question? I just had one and it slipped. Um, is this kind of in-the-moment awareness typically to try and combat, let's call them very judgmental and not in-the-moment things uh, that might be kind of roots for things like anxieties or other kind of what would you call them? Negative head spaces. Um, the kind of good mindfulness terminology is kind of is this helpful or unhelpful? Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to kind of be able to when we're thinking those thoughts that that are unhelpful and almost choose not to listen to them. Um, so it's so saying that I'm having this thought and I'm going to take, I'm just going to notice it and let it be. I'm not going to. And we talk about fusing or like attaching to our thoughts and fall into that kind of story of uh, the weather's rubbish, my run's going to suck because I'm going to get wet, it's going to be slippy, it's just going to be a bad day. So quite quickly, performance or sport related or otherwise, we can fall into quite like a slippy cycle of um, thoughts. And so if we can be mindful and be present in that moment, not only can we not try not to fall into that trap, but we can also just give more attention to what we're actually doing in front of us. If you're trying to lift something really heavy and you're busy thinking about, um, I don't know, the dinner last night or a conversation that you had in the morning, you're not giving all your attention and energy to what you're doing right now. So especially in sport, um, and especially when you're lifting heavy things, I think it can be quite important to really be focused, concentrated on, on what you're doing. Yeah, I tend to find lifting heavy things kind of overrides a lot of the uh, a lot of the non in the moment things due to the horrendous like feeling of being crushed to death. <laughs> yeah, it t- it takes over pretty quickly when you're like, oh, this is so heavy. <laughs> when you're lifting you don't well hopefully you don't spend you know that however long it is thinking about what happens if i get crushed to death here because 
the chances are that it's going to end not as helpfully if that's what you're busy thinking about. That's true. Although our standard procedure is we, uh, everyone knows that they're just meant to load on, like, I don't know, about four to eight more plates than were on the bar and then phone the ambulance. Just so, like, when the people arrive, they're like, oh my god, it took, like, six guys to get the weight off the person. Oh, so heavy. It's a story that way. Oh, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, exactly. Yeah. So the, um, what do you think, or maybe... Yeah, what could people either look up or experiment with doing uh, in their kind of everyday kind of, yeah, everyday kind of life, but also related to training that is, that would improve their mindfulness, but also potentially have some kind of leeway into helping out their training. Again, we've used this analogy of thinking about like a run and not looking at oh, the weather's shit, oh, it's going to be slippy, oh, I'm going to have a crap run. Like, you're already setting yourself up badly if you're already thinking that kind of stuff. Like, before you go out, like, it could be fine. Like, you might get a bit wet, but, like, it's fine. Just wear a cagoule. Like... A cagoule! <laughs> <laughs> I had, when you said cagoule, there, the image of, like, people's mark in a sack that you used to get when you were young you yep. out a little bit. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, it was a great question, and I suppose there's a couple of different things that, that people could try. Um, the first, you've got to notice your thoughts to then be able to decide whether you're, you're listening, it's helpful or unhelpful, or you're, you're going to listen to it or not. So the first thing is actually just you know, listening to the narrative mm -hmm. um, that's going on inside your head. And for some of us, uh, we're already really in tune with it. We're already really aware with it. Maybe it's a really busy brain with lots of thoughts. Um, for others, it might not be that their brain is that busy and there's that much self-talk kind of going on. Mm -hmm. um, one way that's really simple to do that, and you probably would prefer to do this in your own company, is just to say those thoughts out loud and I hear them. Um, the approach would be to journal and write it down and have a look and think, okay, actually, is this, am I, am I noticing these thoughts as they come in or is it just as I put them on paper? So, in them out loud by writing them down, the easiest way to noticing them. Tune with what the thoughts are going on in your brain. It's can we ask ourselves, is this helpful and helpful? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And, that, and um... often... No, sorry, continue. Because quite often um, it's, it's the unhelpful thoughts that we get really stuck in and kind of find ourselves in this slippery, vicious cycle of um, thoughts. So it's how do we actually choose and, and notice that it's a conscious choice to say, okay, this is just a thought and I actually want to focus back on what I was doing in the moment. It's, yeah, it was it was interesting. Sorry, I was, I was just going to ask about um, potentially not noticing thoughts until you're writing them down maybe that just sounds funky to me in that like how do you have thoughts that you don't perceive like it seems that seems weird it's, it's curious um, it's like it just doesn't kind of it almost kind of doesn't click in my head of how you can have a thought but not know you're having a thought if that makes if that's i think that's kind of what i'm getting at I suppose sometimes it's so um, subconscious or, you know, associative, like we associate, it's raining. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's almost encouraging you to actually pick into a little bit more, okay, it's raining. That's a fact. <laughs> Why are we labeling that bad? Mm -hmm. um, asking ourselves that question of, okay, we're, we're jumping to step five, can we unpick steps two, three, and four? And why we're coming to that conclusion in order to realize that actually that label is not helpful it's taken us away from what, what we could be doing today or what could be more helpful mm, okay nice That's... um you'd be good one... at going one two three four five mm -hmm. yeah one thing i was thinking was we talk you've mentioned a lot about like negative thoughts and trying to be mindful of them is there anything like not wrong but are positive thoughts something we should be mindful of and then maybe not um, focus on them too much as well? Or are they kind of like absolutely fine, good to go? Well, it depends on the context and the purpose and the, you know, positive self-talk and positive thoughts are like kind of maybe giving us a confidence boost and, and keeping us motivated sometimes. Equally, there's, you, I'm sure you're aware of a bit of a movement around that kind of everything must be positive all the time is, is also just not reality. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it might be raining on my washing outside, that's not helpful. Um, so being like, yay, it's raining is actually, yeah, not helpful. So it's it's kind of giving space to accept that not everything is going to be great all the time. And if we do attach too much to that kind of positive self-talk, we sometimes find ourselves in a bit of like incongruence, a bit of a battle with ourselves and trying to make this positive, but actually I feel awful today or this is not great. Um, so that kind of um, is a great book. I think I said this to you before, Will, but the happiness trap, the trap of mm -hmm. thinking that everything needs to be positive and everything needs to be happy and quite often that's just Yeah. The uh <laughs> No no, I've the it was just making me think when we were talking about um ignoring uh potentially not listening to the positive ones super often as well. You just turn into again a mild reference, but the neutrals from Futurama who are essentially that, like emotionless. <laughs> just yeah. Noticing them and that that choice, it is a choice, you know, and the same way that you choose whether you're going to have some porridge with a banana for breakfast or you're going to go for the fruit that's, fry up. That's <laughs> spooky. That's literally just what I ate. That's just, that's getting, that, yeah, that's freaking me out. Well, just mind reading skills there. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like, that's, yeah. that's the next level. That's how you get, that's how you get the DR. That's like the, the PhD. You go to actually be telepathic. <laughs> If only, if only. But yeah, it is a choice. What what thoughts am I listening to today? Um, and how am I not getting stuck in them? Awesome, cool. Well, is there anything else you would like to kind of sum up with mindfulness? Or if possible, can we just redo that quote? I know we've done it a couple of times, but the uh, non-judgmental in the moment awareness. Is that right? Present moment awareness. Present moment awareness. Only other thing I would say is, uh, and I, it takes like any other skill, time, practice, effort, mm -hmm. making a lot of mistakes with it to to learn from it. And there are apps, some free, some cost a bit of money. There's also YouTube, some really good resources there that if it is something somebody's interested in, they can 
kind of deep dive into without having to spend any money. Um, but yeah, it's not, it doesn't come overnight. Perfect. Thanks, uh, Zoe. Uh, and we will all see you guys again in episode 35.